This is a test. This is a test of the American justice system. This is not a test. Ooh, 
abrupt stop. Wait, I can't hear myself. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Excellent. Let me turn my headphones up. So there, there are many things that are changing here in America. This is true. One of them, one of them, hello, hello. One of them is uh, democracy, which we'll talk about soon. We will. Oh, by the way, this is Saul Drew speaking. And hey, this it's Saul Drew. This is the, the Burrito Justice League. I am Burrito Justice, and we're here in the mission. And uh, so we had many fun events happen to us so far here, Soldier. Soldier came on the show, which is awesome. Yes, it is awesome here in the Secret Alley, which is a, a great place to be. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on and spending your your uh, very valuable time with us. Happy to do it. And it's um, a beautiful lunch hour. In the it mission. is a beautiful lunch hour. Ironically enough, how was your burrito? My burrito was as wah, virtual wah, 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 as so, our democracy. <laughs> we have a burrito emergency here. We do. The siren uh, went off and it said no burritos. Yes, no bueno, no burrito. Um, so there is a uh, partial power outage in the mission on the west side of Mission Street, not the east side where the alley is located. Thankfully, no, just the, the west, west side, side towards Valencia, towards where the uh, the taqueria is. Yeah, and so I walk up and like I've seen once before where like you know they you know, the gates are partially closed during what are normal business hours, and uh, that's not a good sign. Nope. So I'm talking to my buddy there, and he's like, no power, no burrito. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> it's very sad. And it's like about half a dozen people walk by. They're like, oh, crestfallen. Right, right so, at the lunch rush, too. Right at, you know, uh, hey, I'm, I'm less concerned about other people's lunches than, than your lunch, Soldrew. Thank you. I and frankly, that. mine. I am yes. con- not unconcerned about I, my lunch. I, I am concerned about your lunch, which I believe will be identical to mine. Well, that, that, was just, that was the eerie thing. That was what we learned on Twitter this morning. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, so that MC, McAllen. Barit, no. Barit, no. Barit, no. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to make, we can actually see the uh, Takria in its undisclosed location uh, from the window of the secret alley. So we're going to be looking at that. And if there is an extended musical break, that is a sign that Soldier and I have run <laughs> over to get burritos. It'll be time. Yes. If you know that the power's back on on yes. the west side of Mission, tweet at us. Specifically 17th and Mission. Right. Specifically, and I'm going to you know, break protocol here. If, if you know the power's back on at El Castillito, please let us know. But keep it a secret. Don't tell anyone other no. than us. That's right. Other than us. So um, anyway, so the burrito. Okay, hold on a second. Apparently your mic. You need to get closer to your mic. Closer to the mic? More there like you, this? Yeah, more like that. All right. There it is. Wow, really close. Okay. Yes. The mic is your friend. Yes. Kiss the mic, they say. It wants to help you. Okay. So, Amanda, that hopefully Thank you, sounds Amanda. better. Thank you, Amanda, for your, your microphone whisperer, your radio whisperer. She's a radio whisperer. She is. I've heard her show. It's excellent. It is an excellent show. She's an, also an excellent person. That is true. I mean, she's outside of starting this amazing BFF.fm venue. She's also an excellent yeah. person, regardless of her activities. We've here. actually never met in person, what? but she's one of these awesome Twitter friends. Yeah, yeah. No, she's awesome friend friend, too. So um, We will address this situation. One day, preferably over a beverage. Indeed. So, um, the burrito, you... Oh, hey, I need to go turn Slack off. Hold on a second. Um, can you just mute Slack? Because I actually kind of need that for work. There's view. Preferences. Close. Preferences. This is exciting me reading out menu items. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. I think that means uh, no muted. Notification settings. Can I just yeah? Can I just do that? Does that not beep? I don't know. Ask us. Um, is there a Slack expert on the on the for on nothing? The show? Send it for nothing. You all will right. get notifications oh, for mute? nothing and like it. Mute all sounds. That's good. <laughs> there we go. Problem solved. Hopefully. Bingo. 
Um, now just email will go and anyway, we'll talk about that later. Hey, so uh, the burrito you would have ordered, shockingly, is exactly the burrito I, I would have ordered. Identical down, down to the last choice. It didn't. It's like I didn't even need to ask no, you. You didn't. What kind of burrito you wanted? There's only one. There's only one kind of burrito to get. There's only one. Yes. And uh, that's, that's that other is, people make lesser burrito choices. Yeah, and that's, that's okay. Judge them. That's I okay. Judge them. Mish. Well, hey, you know, it's what, here's the, here's the hierarchy. Here's the pyramid of, of burrito office. Yes. Awesomeness. And down below, it's the pyramid of burrito awfulness, depending on the direction you go. So the top is obviously the pinnacle al of burrito al, al pastor. Has to be. Black beans. Yes. Avocado, not guacamole. With, with avo, not guac. Yeah. Yep. Because. Fresh avo. Don't. Get me wrong, I like the avocado. I like the guacamole. I prefer the solid version in my burrito uh, for structural uh, integrity. I, I'm with you on the avocado, quay avocado. Yes. By the way, the no scoop, avocado tax. We got to no. say that. Well, I just want to have avocados. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, we're going to go. There's going to be gonna an avocado cannon. Yeah, needs to be. We just need to work on reentry, though, yeah. I suppose. That's, that's the thing. So technically speaking, with just the avocado cannon, that would sort of pretty much make it only... Guac, so we need some sort of re-entry mechanism. I got to work yeah. on. Yeah, huh? Um, so the skin might act as a heat shield. It will. Ha- oh, I'm not worried about thermal capacity. That that that's fine. It's the deceleration. Yeah, that's true. So um, there's that, and then uh, black beans. Black beans. Hot nope. salsa. N- yeah. No. Yeah. All salsa. No super. No, no sour. No sour cream. No cream. I don't. Nope. I don't like the cream don't on the burrito. Don't put fluids like substances. No. In. What's that? Is that like a phase state change? I think change it's a phase change. You have liquid and solid. It gets together and you get mush. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad news. It's like so, it's like when snow is snow or it's ice. It's like yellow snow. Yeah, you don't want that. So there's uh, that. So there's much people, better to keep it keep it separate. There's there's people who order that burrito. They're up on the top. Yes. And then there are people who order other burritos. I'm like, you know what? I, I It's not my first choice. I don't judge you that much. That MC. Um, <laughs> Matt Callum. Um you know, but I'm like, I, I don't question your fundamental choice, but I do question your decision for that particular burrito. But hey, you're eating a burrito. You're eating so a burrito. You're, you're enjoying a, a delicious yes. delicious lunch. Now, there are people who come on the show who don't eat burritos. Now, I understand. Will, will I, our guests go with another Mexican option or just no? Sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there are other things. I, I think most people do get some sort of, you know, some sort of good Mexican food, which is good. Like if you brought in a, a hoagie or a sub, that would be off, kind of that would, wrong. That there, that would be uh, injustice. I mean, I do get I do get people trying to mock me. You know, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. That's I understand. I've, yeah. I've, I've I've planted if, my flag, and you know what? Hey, come at me. Come at me, bro. If you or brought Chiquita. a quesadilla suiza, would that be hmm too far off? It is a classic. It is from the mission. That's that, true. For that, I'm okay with the cream. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like I don't begrudge people who I mean tacos. I love tacos. Yeah. I love taco hour, but it's not taco hour. No. It's not taco time. No. And taco no. time, a pretty horrific yeah. uh, chain of, of uh, taco dispensaries in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I th- I hey, that- though, good news. Yes. So um, one of the reasons I moved from Canada was um, the horrible Mexican food. Yeah, it's disastrous. Um, there is, I was back home at Christmas, and there was a new establishment in town, my hometown of Victoria. Not known for its Mexican food. Like, at least Vancouver, there are Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. that, are, like, are trying. It, they're really more running into a supply chain problem. Victoria is, like, 
Um, it's been much better now, but like until recently, it was like 1870s for food. They they, they must yeah. just not know what to do, yeah. right? If yeah. my mom's listening, she's probably kind of horrified. I'll get yeah. like a text from her at this point. It's it's much better. It's it's, it's pretty good. It's not it's not it's good food. It's not it's getting better. They have it, food trucks. Anyway, yeah. it's like how Mexican used to be in New York City. It used yeah. to be dire. Now it's acceptable. Yeah. So I was walking down the street, and I see this La Taqueria. I'm like, oh well, that's interesting. So I go in and, you know, you look at a place, it's like it actually is kind of thing. So it was, it was good. And they started in Vancouver and they actually have supply chain and they, nice. they, they have the supply chain down. No burritos, so just tacos. Just which tacos. is probably good. They know where to stop. That's good. And so, you know, it's okay that Misha comes on the show, you know, in order to taco or whatever, not a burrito. That's fine. Some people okay. do that. Now, I do wish, though, here's my wish. I do wish that um, baby burritos would be a standard item on taquerias. That would be a good thing. Because you don't see them very much because sometimes they're too big. Yeah. I like, I mean, I'm all for, I do, the only sympathetic argument I have towards people not getting a burrito is they're too large. I get it. Yeah. I, I can I can understand respect that you could just eat half a burrito. Just eat half. That's save legal. the rest. It is legal. You do not need to eat all your burrito. However, anyway. In, um, in Tex-Mex, you see the baby burritos. That's true. Um, years ago, I used to hang out very briefly in El Paso, which Ooh, is really? a fascinating place. Yeah, I was there for work, and we had, of course, burrito stands everywhere. Right, there was you know somebody who showed up at the like served burritos out of their car, wow. uh, which were really good. They were and they were very different from what you have here. Oh, uh, first a question: Were they foil wrapped or were they more of? Like uh, a... They were paper wrapped. Paper wrapped. Okay. They were. Um, so it's Tex Mex, so thick flour tortillas. Mm. Um, okay, but, so the foil, the 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 thick flour tortilla is kind of it, in that sense. It provides acting, more structural integrity, yeah, right? So the foil, okay, I can I can right? I can get behind that. Um, no rice, okay. Um, you know, I, usually some some sort of beans. Usually um, the best one was the picadillo. Oh, really? Uh, which was tell me more of this picadillo. So picadillo ground, you have ground beef. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I get in trouble for my picadillos. Ground <laughs> ground beef, potatoes, onions, and hmm. usually like a nice hot. Salsa Verde. Interesting. That was really good. Yeah. Um, I would and, not not eat that. Yeah. No, it was really good. And the best thing about it was in the office, people would somebody would just show up and serve them out of the car, much like the tamale lady does nice. here. Uh, it was very informal. It was really good. And then, of course, across the border in Juarez, but and also in El Paso itself, uh, lots and lots of taco and burrito stands were right. quite excellent. Nice. And Tex-Mex and Chihuahua-Mex, they, it, it runs very closely together. Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and then in those days... Juarez was a much easier place to go. Right now, it's it's now it's less bad. For a while, it was a, you really it was a like total no go zone, total war zone. From a, uh, but at that time right. it was okay. So we would go hmm. and dine all the time. It was great. Okay, interesting, interesting. Good. Well, that's good to get the Tex Mex burrito report. Mm-hmm. I am very pro Tex Mex. By the way, uh, I'm glad Tex Mex is there. It's not my first yeah. choice, but I'm very it's, glad it's there. It's its thing. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. That what is that place on Valencia west of Pecos? Yeah, not bad. Really nice queso. You know, I'm glad there's that experimentation going on. Totally. Just don't pretend to be a mission burrito. No, I'm fine with it. It is not the same. You know, don't don't claim you can have a burrito. Just don't yeah. claim to be the burrito. Even in LA, what they call burritos are not. It's not yeah. that they're exactly wrong, but they're kind of wrong. They're wrong enough that they don't seem right, and you can't really put your finger on it. Right. Right. That's okay. It's just there's a different riff. Yeah, I got it. San Diego, though. What the fuck? You know, uh, yeah, I don't get none it. of that fries. Sorry. No. Sorry, San Diego. Yeah. It is. It is. It's kind of cute how. Uh, how uh, judgy and angry San Diegans <laughs> get. It's like, no, you don't get to be defensive about this. Yeah. Sorry. You're just wrong, and we're right. Yeah. You have, when they have fish tacos. That's good enough. Yeah. Hey, I like the fish tacos. Those are delicious. There's a really good fish taco place down in San Jose. What's that place called? 
Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't remember the name. Um, there's a big sign, and I like I did a post from there like seven years ago when I uh, had the luxury, I had the I had the honor of working there. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, um, I'll tell you, San Jose. It lacks many things, but. Good Mexican dining yeah. is not one thing That's it lacks. San Jose is really great that way. But other than I that, lived there briefly. It was really good. Yeah. 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 That was the one thing that was really good. Yeah. Was, there is. Yeah. There's definitely. The food is not as horrible as it could be. Yeah. You know what the three best things about San Jose are? Um, easy freeway access. 101, 280. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Snap. Hey, don't oh, forget yeah. Caltrain and High Speed Rail. We've got well, some other day, options one coming day, up. One, Come, day. one day. One day. Um, hey, they're built in Central Valley. They are. So, okay. Well, I think that's probably enough burrito talk, given that we actually haven't had burritos. This is uh, making me extraordinarily hungry. I would love to get one as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Yes. I think we will. Um, huh, that MC, who is, by the way, from New Mexico. I don't oh, right. Um, Mexico needs to annex El Paso. Uh, I-M-O. Not, I- not I-M-H-O. Yeah, Just, I think he's being he's laying down the law there in his in his strong opinion. Well, you know, we may be talking about uh, the well, yeah, we may be talking what the long term effects of the Mexican War and the Treaty of Guadalupe. Yeah, Hidalgo, really. Not so long from now. So you saw that build your... a border wall. It was like up in the old right. rivers of Mexico. That's right. <laughs> um, so um, through work, um, one of the reporters for the Washington Post, Philip Bump, P Bump, P Bump, yes, um, he uh, was helping him make a map. Of um, he wanted to show the wall mm-hmm. as it stands in Mexico, the oh. fence more likely than not. But also, how people voted mm-hmm. along the edge, and the point was, it's mainly Democratic voters are actually on the border. Um, but if you go to that, and I'll tweet it out, um, you can see the wall I made. I helped make the wall. Oh, nice. Uh, sadly, but it's a yeah. virtual wall, so we can tear it's it down. It's a virtual wall. You can tear can it down. A file, tear we it can down. remove it. Um, but it's a pretty sweet map. Anyway, so I want to say, but it's fascinating to see what sections of the fence are there, where it's not terrain and stuff like that. It's just really kind of amazing. Sadly, I'm sadly, but, tragically, you know, it, but interesting and good to understand when you say let's build it, it's actually already there. Yeah, I mean, my my thought is that one day Trump will simply go to an existing section of wall and take credit for it. He'll say, "Look, we built it." Yeah, well, I think yeah, this is and it. and his and many supporters will will not know. Could we any better. build like a wall around him and like Works a dome? We kind of did in the White House fence. Yeah, um, didn't uh, didn't Truman say it was the the what was it? The the crown jewel of the U.S. federal prison system. <laughs> I had never heard that one. That yes, good. I believe that was Truman who said that. Nice. Um, it's, it's not so fun to be in the house all the time, and he's yeah. only been in the big house for two weeks. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. I can't. It feels like Let's a year. Not. It feels feel, like a year. It feels like a year. Um, I'm. I have the. Yeah. It's. It's. Um, I, I was trying to imagine like what sort of outrage we'd be feeling if this stuff weren't happening in real time to say like Twitter didn't exist. And it was just like the nightly news or something like that. And how to be presented there. Uh, uh, wow. That, it, kind of that, must, that would be fascinating and different. I mean, it's it not having the fire hose. I mean, I remember well, I mean, earlier TV would have been the fire hose. TV was the Nixon, fire hose. Right? So and live, live presentation, live, um, um, not reenactments. <laughs> right. But live, live coverage and delayed, you know, daily coverage. So like, think about, I remember the Gulf War where everything was live on TV and people were just glued to television all day, every day for weeks. And then um, I remember uh, the Iran hostage crisis mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other crises in the 80s when we didn't have 24-hour, excuse me, when we didn't have 24-hour cable news. And at that time, it was every day. Some of you may remember, um, I believe it was Frank Reynolds who was the um, anchor for ABC World News Tonight back in 1980 and thereabouts during the iran hostage crisis every day mm-hmm. said the number of days that the hostages 
yes. had been held. I remember that. And the Literally. total number was 444 days yep. when they were released um, by pure coincidence the day after President Reagan took office. Yes. Total coincidence. Yep. So um, these kinds of shenanigans, while they seem unprecedented, we've seen some of them before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. So this is, uh, yeah, it's just exhausting. Exhausting. And it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, I, I, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I've become uh, real vocal. I've always been, but I've gotten super vocal. And it, you have to sort of stop yourself and say, wait, I need to like, have other kinds of conversations than these little snippets. Right. It's challenging. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Jack. Jesus. Love you, man, if you're listening. Yeah. Thanks for uh, magnifying Nazis and racists. Yeah. Well done. So how do you... And this is... You know, I, I, I request that you have a rough outline... And as I told you, we'd probably get on a roll and just start talking about random <laughs> things. But the list is more to keep us forgetting from covering certain things. Um, but um, how how do you stop that? I mean, seriously, what what do you do? Because uh, I'm not I'm honestly not that familiar with other you know social media platforms. But apparently, like things like Instagram are very you know you don't meet our code of conduct kind of terms of service, and they they shut people down all the time. Which Twitter seems very they're much tougher. Tough. They're very resistant yeah. to do. Instagram is much tougher. Well, there's a, the different platforms. Of course, they're owned by Facebook. Different platforms are different levels of like strict strictness. I mean, you know, it ranges from definitely Instagram. If you do any kind of harassment, you can get kicked off uh, to, you know, on the flip side, there's Gab, which is just a bunch of Nazis as far as we can tell. Yeah. Um, so stay away from that. Fucking Nazis. Fucking Nazis. Punch them. But the... Uh, the I've, other ones I've been on, like, for example, Reddit lets you create groups and private groups. Right. And if you do that, the the owner of the private group gets to be as strict as they want. So um, I've been in private groups where the owners are very strict. And if you start harassing, boom, you're gone. Right. And I've seen other ones where they just, like, let people make any kind of noise. But th- this problem is as old as online communication. I mean, right. I remember, you know, I, I remember Slashdot back in the early 2000s, yeah. still around, yeah. met yeah. a lot of great friends on it. Did a little bit of low, you know, low key trolling myself, but no, no bad stuff. And that was you. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Asshole. That died. That Dude, asshole. God, I remember. God, that. yes. Um, but you know, even Soviet there, Russia slash dot trolls you. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Very nice. But even there, you could like just mark everybody in minus five, and you never saw them again. Right. And you know, you can't minus five. I mean, you can mute, but there's also. You, you, have, you have to do it one at a time, or you subscribe to lists which are pain in the ass that nobody does, and it's just a problem. But this, this is a Twitter has a unique problem, which is that they are both, they've become essential to the world in a way that they probably didn't expect. Right. And they're, they're both indispensable and a big part of the problem at the same time. Right. You know, and of course, we all like yell at Jack, you're like, Jack, you got to ban Donald Trump, you got to ban Donald Trump. But imagine. Imagine the multi-week process that it would take to come up with a policy that would actually do that today. Now that he's president, it he should have done it before. Oops, but um, it's a it is actually a really tough problem. They have some new guy who is talking about you know they're going to crack down, but you know we'll believe when we see it. Right. Um, but like, what are the actions? I mean, do you go in and force? I mean, you know, like you force Trump to use the POTUS account. I think they should force Trump to use POTUS for sure. I think that. They should be stricter around treatment of you know what we would call harassment or threats mm-hmm. right now, um, and maybe they should do some form of probation if Time you out. knew timeouts, probation, you know some something. You the challenge is you want to allow anonymity 
in the interest su- of freedom. Yeah, right. Or pseudo or pseudonymity. I mean, pseudonymity. I prefer, we're su- I'm I am I'm not a person. I'm Soldrew. You're not a right. person. You're Breed of Justice, right. and that's good. But you want to be able you you want to be able to have some sort of behavior score so that if somebody's being a dick, you right. put them in the corner. You rem- uh, you may have remember my theory that basically if enough people um, tag you as being a, a dick on Twitter, um, then they start uh, taking all the vowels right. out of out of your um, your posts. So like you would tweet it, you, you you would go out, and then basically by the time it showed up to any other people, all the vowels would be gone, uh, and that would just be a sign that you're an asshole. You're an, exactly. You, the, you and know, then if you continue to be an asshole, you just basically just get noise. Yeah, no. What what happened? You like you just don't you you um, uh, not honeypot them. You devnull them. Devnull them. Yes. Right. And so basically, they tweet, and they don't realize that. I like that. You you. You know what you could do is just the people that. Yeah, you just devnull, and somehow I, I haven't quite figured out the logistics of this, but basically, they don't get any feedback. Their stuff's not being seen, or something like that. They just right? get no notifications. Or maybe amongst their like other, unless you've also been devnulled, then you. Like that, those are the only people who can see it, or something, like something that. like that. But some sort of basically, you can go basically. It's almost like the equation, like like muting, but nobody can see you, right? Right. Well, you, go, like, la, 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 la. you can see yourself. Hey, why isn't anybody, why isn't anybody commenting on my stupid post? Oh, oops, you got you got dev nulled. I like that. Sorry, I'm typing. I have to do one work thing here, but um, keep talking about your thoughts on Twitter. Yeah. So, well, I, I the other thing is that it's just a culture thing too. That different places have different vibes. Like Instagram is really fun. Because basically nobody debates on Instagram. And if you did, you probably got kicked off, at least by the person who posted their stuff. And, you know, in a days like today, I'm more likely to go there just to have a, a break from it all. Um, I will say that we, we have the we really do have the filter bubble problem, though. Like if if we are trying to avoid um, harassment and we sort of mute and block anybody who's a dick to us, which I do pretty judiciously, and people have done to me, and I probably deserve it. And if you've blocked me on Twitter, sorry. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's possible. Um, then I think... What was I, what was there, where was I on that? Um, the problem is that you end up just seeing your own people. Right. And then, you know, you sort of keep amplifying and amplifying and amplifying the same message over and over again, and there's no crossover. So, like... I have very, very few uh, online buddies who are even, you know, much less Trump supporters, mm-hmm. even Trump sort of acknowledgers. Right. And, you know, there's a couple out there who are, who do, who I do chat back and forth with. And if you're listening, you know who you are, who are, uh, who, who I, we actually have like a really interesting debate. But mostly if somebody is, you know, if somebody comes across on the other side, they probably block me because I'm too militant. And uh, that it's a problem. It makes it hard for us to sort of understand each other as a nation. Can't we just all? Yeah, yeah. No, it's... so it's a problem. And it, all of the grand visions that we heard, you know, about the internet years ago. Well, they yeah. they, some, they they sort of work and they sort of don't. You know, turns out there are a lot of people who are assholes. There are a lot of people that are assholes. There was a book called The No Asshole Rule, which I think a lot of people bought, and I don't think anybody read. No, I don't think they really follow through on that. No, they sure didn't. So I'm just taking a picture of the uh, new board, and yeah. it's very exciting. So I and figured out how to use it. That, 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 Maybe we could have a control panel like this at Twitter to go mute people. With I think that would be rad. I think sliders. that would be rad. Somebody just sitting there going, okay, I'm going to mute you down. Wah, 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 wah. And it'll be like your tweets talking really slowly. So <laughs> no I like that. Anyway. 
Oh, your tweets could show up like really slowly, like 300 baud stuff. Oh, dude, I'm on like 150 baud. 150, like one letter at a time if you're in the like, if you're in the sin bin. The first half of my modem impression is strong. The second half is weak. <laughs> nice. That's, I think, a new BFF ad right there. <laughs> You're welcome to it. Dial up to BFF.FM. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, back in the modem days, parrots would learn how to do that. No way. Way. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, so how about this? Um, why don't we put on some songs? Let's put on some songs. And then we can go see if we can get a freaking burrito. Let's do it. And then we'll be back. If three songs play... That's a sign that there are no. There's still the power is still out. If six songs play, <laughs> that's a really... sign that the power is back on across the street at at the Takaria in right on. question. All right, uh, so let's talk about. Oh, hey, that was loud. Your um, probably shouldn't have undone that, but that. There we go. Matter. Why don't we? Your yeah, musical preferences. Let's start. Let's let's uh, let's let's hop into a couple songs. Do we have we have another audio thing? Oh, we do. Um. All oh, right. That was the sound of me walking around and getting cables. Um, so, um, how would you describe your musical appreciations and influences? Well, um, pretty. How would I describe my musical influences? That's an interesting question. Um, lately, it's been a lot of uh, sort of. I've I've gotten into more of the older punk rock, uh-huh. and of course, you know, just kind of. Uh, I don't know, sort of. What will be classic rock in a few years' time? I think it's fair to say <laughs> future classics. Uh, future classics, but then a bunch of you know things from the from the eighties, from those formative years. The eighties. Um, the uh, you, you'll you'll hear that in the next few songs, and there's sort of a California theme because California is what will save us. Uh, <sighs> Thank if, God if for anyone California. does, if anyone does, uh, they, we will be. If anything you know, saves us, Washington and be, Oregon are, are pulling their yeah, weight. They're doing their part. New York, I think so. They're doing their part. You know. Uh, we're definitely getting some. We're getting a lot of help from a lot of red state voters on the streets everywhere across the nation. But who needs to take the lead is the yep. Golden State. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Are we ready? Are we ready? I think we're ready. Um, so I think that's Ox too. Let's try this. And uh, is your volume at an acceptable level there? I believe so. Let's see. Hmm. That's because I haven't turned it on yet. Hey, there you and go. This is on max. All right, let's give it a shot, and we'll adjust. We're going to start with John Doe. All right.
Intoxicated weed influence The rap professor at the chalkboard Teaching students to slow it down In the first round Hit me in surround sound What you know about some haze In that brown brown Niggas been on the grind We rock for free The last real shit I listen to A pop CD The revolution start now This is not TV We scared the fuck out the industry I'm still sipping Hennessy It's hard for a pimp Got love down in Tennessee Only real niggas Real niggas don't remember me K-Dog I'm rocking my shades Like Ray Charles Niggas say that they on top of their game, but they fall. Witness, this is a business. Any third party or mistress, you get your name added onto the hit list. Hugs and kisses from true fans. Rockefeller laws got you going down for two grand. Time for new plans. Connected city to city. We up in your town. Secret intelligence be spreading around. So we're bound to go down. Like the Titanic in this last hour. It's a dirty game for money and power. It's going down. Like a hooker on the stove, hustle music like it's crack, I'ma push it till it's gold, it's going down. Like a nigga on the run, two bodies on the gun, trying to make it to the sun. Two center blocks tied to your ankles. All that gangsta in the yard that's about to shake you. It's going down like Baghdad. That's a damn all the guys are shit. When the snitch got my talk about all kinds of shit. You know what time it is. When that nigga that used to rob you comes home from that long ass bed. It's going down. All because we do the shit out of proportion. Now they coming back like the armed forces. Moves cautious. No time to feel nauseous. This is the path you chose. Real thug niggas that blast the dough. They let you know it's going down. Never going up. Famous people getting stuck. You Feeling big and pressure luck, you better duck down. Like the Titanic in this last hour, it's a dirty game for money and power. It's going down. Like a hooker on the scroll, hustle music like it's crack. I'ma push it till it's gold. It's going down. Like a nigga on the run, with two bodies on the gun, trying to make it to the sun.
Something like this is American music. Take one. One, two, three, four. Do you like American music? I like American music. Don't you like American music?
This is breaking news here at BFF.FM. The power is still out on the east side of Mission Street. However, however, they are making burritos by flashlight. I repeat, they are making burritos by flashlight. Burritos by flashlight? Which, guess what? Guess what? We're going to eat now. Right now. Put the music back on. Back it goes. Little L7 for y'all.
And we're back. And we're back. We are burritoed. Fully burritoed. Fully burritoed. Well fed. The flash- oh my God. The flashlight burrito is the best burrito. So, yes. The power is out. For those of you who are just tuning in, the power is out on Mission and 17th on the west side of the street. At the taqueria, the doors are closed. And then the doors were open, and I went in, and the power is still out. I was nervous, but I saw people ordering, and I smelled people cooking, and I walked towards... The magical glass wall over which you pass your order. I'm like, amigo, good to see you. I'm like, amigo, I am also good to see you. And I ordered burritos, and they're cooking burritos by flashlight. Fantastic. I mean, how often do you see that? That's good training for uh, good practice for when the earthquake comes. Yeah, good practice for the apocalypse, wherever yep. it should come from. So, um, yeah, that was a good burrito. Oh my God. That was delicious. That was such a good burrito. That was the magic. The spicy al pastor with the spicy salsa is a yeah, winner. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're uh, we're doing well here. So, um, yeah, and many people agree the heroism uh, involved here. Um, so uh, that's a good song to start our next topic, which is uh, California and its state in the union. Uh, now that uh, we're basically uh, total- turning into a totalitarian government, California is our last best hope. Yeah. California, and you, you got a few. We had a few California songs there uh, from uh, Dead Kennedys, um, Bang Bang Bang, and Ramones. Uh, and then, of course, we started off with Golden State from, um, from John Doe. Uh, we are in a situation where California may be what saves us. Um, and uh, Jerry Brown is sticking his, head, sticking his neck out and doing a great yep. job, I think. So um, 
We may have to update that song for the new era. Yes. Who would cover it? Uh, who would cover it? Um, or do you cover it, or you just keep playing it as it is? I mean, the Dead Kennedys do it so well, but yeah. I'd love to have an updated version for the modern era. Uh-huh. You know, if I were going to pick a band from anywhere, I might pick Against Me, but they're not from here. They're from Florida, but they're just such a great, freaking awesome band, oh. and their front woman is trans, and so, like, you just have, it's a very positive, progressive band, Against Me. Yeah. Okay. I, I can go with that. Yep. Nice. And I have some Against Me later in the set. So... Should we talk about why California is awesome or what California needs to do to save the Republic? Well, California needs to save the Republic. California by continuing to be awesome. By continuing to be awesome. Uh, in the practical sense, I love the fact that Jerry Brown is in the lawsuits. He's out in front. We've got Senator Harris. Of course, you know, we are yeah. paying the price of being a big state with only having two reps, uh, or two senators, rather. Um, we were all, Everybody was all calling their reps all week. You know, a bunch of us showed up to Senator Feinstein's office yesterday, and you saw that she did go against Sessions. Yep. Uh, but uh, we're going to need to have more serious resistance, and uh, you know we, we may need to have state authorities starting to uh, starting to take control if necessary in order to uh, preserve the nation over federal functions. Um, you know, I'm I'm not the, kidding when I say if the Customs and Border Protection does not start following federal court orders. Uh, we should send, you know, we should send the CHP and enforce it because this is we are a nation of laws, and California is part of that nation, um, and that is, you know, that that's what we need to do to stay in the nation. Well, I just also heard that um, was it Washington, or I don't know actually where it was, but that uh, U.S. Marshals, who are actually part of the um, judicial branch, correct, and actually one of the oldest uh, law enforcement agency. Uh, in the nation, at least within the U.S. government system, I believe they are the either the oldest or no, they oldest. are the oldest. They are the oldest. They yes. are the oldest. older even than the Secret Service. Yep. Um, they uh, were refusing to intervene with uh, CBP agents who were not uh, following um, the judges' uh, orders. So uh, this is going to get very interesting is, very quickly. Yeah, it's getting pretty getting pretty sketchy. Yeah, to be so. quite to be quite blunt. So turns out uh, there's just one uh, one branch of government in uh, Trump's America. Yeah. Um, well, there's the there's the branch, and then there's the people, of which there's a lot. Yeah. We were all... Uh, were you out on the streets this weekend? I was out on the streets this weekend. Uh, it's out for the Women's March, not this weekend. Yes. So you well, were at the airport, right? I was at the airport two days in a row. And uh, we recommend, you know, come on out again next time they do it. I'm sure there'll be many more, both at the airport and on the streets. Um, boy, the airport's a great place to do a protest. Yeah. Infrastructure? Easy Indeed. access. Uh, quick subway access, and Bart was doing a great job advertising it. Uh, driving access. If you drive your car, you can park your car right there. Uh, restrooms, food service, air conditioning. It's perfect. And SFPD was really great. They were just keeping order, being really, really peaceful and friendly, uh, letting people walk out as they were coming out of international arrivals. So at one point we were there cheering all the people who were arriving at international arrivals and, and booing Trump, which is I have right uh, another breaking news update. I'm not going to play the songs to take too much time, but uh, the real We Built This City just retweeted a uh, article. Uh, from the New York Times, cats to compete in this year's Westminster Dog Show. What trumps America per what? We built the city. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. That that's that's pretty sketchy. Right there. That, that would not fly. No. In... This will not stand. This will not stand in the new California no, Republic. No. Not that we're going this route. Not that good. we're not that we're we're discriminating against cats. No, but we do have that ace in the hole. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's, and also like the. The very fact that they floated the idea of diverting revenue that would otherwise go to the federal right. government. And that's how you that's, that's how, how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. So. And you know, we can 
we I, I think we mostly can put aside the uh, the yes California people, given that one of the leaders is in Moscow, <laughs> but uh, which is I think is pretty funny. Um, <coughs> but uh, it, it's good to, it's good for folks to know that we have some leverage here in the Golden State. Yeah. No. And you know, at what point does leverage turn into other action? No, it's just interesting though. Basically, if if the the current executive branch you know, just starts ignoring the judicial branch, but then also starts packing judges. I mean, that's going to be... I'm sure they're going to try it. grim. Well, they're, you know, they, they have some nominee for the Supreme Court coming later today. Uh, I saw some oh, rumor, I forget who the guy was, but it didn't seem like he was anybody good. Yeah, so, I know. can only imagine. And of course, they, you know, Democratic leaders are like, oh, do we really fight? I don't know. Uh, maybe oh, not. Man. Well, the people will, whether the leaders do or not. Yeah. I mean, the people, that's the thing. It's going to be, presuming there are more elections. Um that's right. Well, um, remember, re- there have been a lot of cases where people power has won out. The, the example that I like to cite is uh, Ferdinand Marcos, who was thrown out by people power in the Philippines back in the 80s. Right. And it was exactly the same kind of thing. He was officially elected, but was super, super corrupt. Yep. And uh, Corazon Aquino, who uh, was the leader of that movement, ultimately got, I believe they had a special election to bring her in yeah. uh, after he was forced out by millions of people on the streets. Well, and then, you know, you look at the protest, look at Seoul, South Korea. Yeah, you know, right now going weeks, on in Seoul, yeah. Six weeks going on. So this is not easy, and this has to keep going on. Has to keep going on. The reaction so. is going to be interesting. I right. Mean, that's the thing. At what point do do law enforcement authorities start decide choosing? Where do they, what where? decision do they make? What well, and I worry make? about that because yeah. you have the, – the one that really scares me is this, this business where U.S. Customs is thinking that they're somehow above the law. Yeah. And uh, their union is – very vocally pro-Trump. Well, they're you know obviously as a union they are in the right they have the right to do that. That's fine, but you can't be above the law as a law enforcement agency. Right. Um, and uh, that I, I fear that we're going to see more of that. So we need to. Uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of Vietnam. Of course, I wasn't around at that time, but um, remember when during the protests against Vietnam, um, after particularly after uh, the terrible incident at Kent State, um, protesters started to reach out to the individual. You know, individual soldiers and individual right. members of law enforcement who were right there on the spot and really just urged them to stay peaceful. And it got better. But Kent State was terrible. Yeah. Four people were killed because they were just marching. And we can we cannot allow that to happen now. Well, it's also the difference between, you know, like National Guard, which is, you know, it, it, there's a difference there where like the National right. Guard reports to the governor of the state. Correct. Right. And there's all sorts of other secondary things. But that's that's the kind of. The militia that was referred to in the Constitution was talking about the National these state Guard militias, the National Guards. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's and think how bad do things have to get when that starts to come yeah. into play? The big the, the the thing that's different now, which is really scary to me as a, looking at the history of recent years, is that generally it has been state authorities who were violating the Constitution, and the federal government stepped in <laughs> on that behalf on of freedom. Like think about Little Rock, for example. And now we're in a situation where the feds are the problem. Right. And not all of the federal government. You can look at all of the protests coming from the State Department, for example. But, um, yeah, some th- this this cannot go on, and it needs to be put a quick stop to it. Um, so if you are a friend of Paul Ryan, uh, I'm sure we have a lot of Paul Ryan fans on this very show. Um, get him the strongest drink you possibly can and do whatever you can to get him to uh, support impeachment. Because then he'll be president. Right. 
Surely he'd love to be president. He could impeach these two and be president. Win-win. Well, not really a win for us, but it's a whole lot better than where we are. Less worse. Less hey, worse. let's go for less, a less, less worse America. Less worse, less worse. But, you know, remember what you said earlier about the wall. I mean, there's always the other backup plan. Right. Which is, instead of, instead of independence, retrocession. Retrocession. Please describe and talk about retrocession. Re- this is, this is uh, not, not really a legitimate option, but, you know, it's- let's not forget that in 1848, uh, this state, as well as many neighboring states, were, uh, were ceded to the United States by Mexico un- by, by force uh, as settlement of the Mexican War and the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. And before we think of that as ancient history, remember that the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo was cited in the Martin Speech case just two, two or three years ago. Yes. What? Because it governed land grants and how, mm. grants and how land that was, how property was to be treated. And Vinod Kosla, boo, claimed that the treaty gave him authority over the land that was stronger than the Coastal Commission. This, by the way, was thrown out in court. Okay. But, um, but it was cited. So... Um, I, I will just point out that California has, you know, a short history with Mexico and a long history with Spain. So if the United States doesn't work out, California mm. does have options. Don't forget, we do have a short history with Russia, too. <laughs> so there might be some debate uh, among various powers uh, were the United States to withdraw from the Golden well, State. Well, you saw a thing I tweeted and blogged about a couple of years ago where these professors in, in uh, Moscow were actually claiming that, you know, um, California and the West Coast of North America was still Russian territory. Well, you know, let's not forget that if you've been to Fort Ross, you know that uh, the Fort Ross was quite nicely renovated with a lot of Russian money a few years ago. Really? Yes. Mm. And when you walk into Fort Ross, you know where Fort Ross is? Yeah. Yeah. If you Russian walk, River. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. The Russian River. Exactly. You walk into Fort Ross and the first thing you see are these big red, white, and blue imperial flags for sale. Ah, no Putin photos yet. 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 But um, yeah, so uh, we got to keep an eye on that place. Okay. So uh, let's talk about why California is awesome, though. So but California we, is awesome. Well, there's so many things. So, so what are some of the things in your mind, well, other th- than the people, which is obviously what oh, the, the, the base of awesomeness is, the people? I mean, number, number one, the people. And I love the fact that progressive in the most general sense, not necessarily in the local San Francisco sense, although I like that, too. Progressive politics has really picked up and been successful here. I love the fact that California really has has taken the lead on issues as far issues like healthcare on issues like like um uh you know um like infrastructure and so on and isn't just waiting for Washington to act. I think that's really great. And you know California itself, I mean of course we we I just can't get enough of driving up and down the coast, driving out to Tahoe, go all of, looking all over the state. I mean that's a fabulous place. Nice. And then the magic of high-speed rail. The magic of high-speed rail, yes. Under construction, it's being built now. Um, when, when they're working on the next round of uh, infrastructure funding, please urge your reps to support it. Uh, this will probably have to be paid for all locally. Yep. Uh, no, they, but, uh, California was not listed in any of the projects nope. that were the, the grand construction projects yeah. that, uh, um, that were mentioned uh, earlier in the week, nope. all which of, seems like a year ago. Seems like a year ago, right. I forgot even that that happened. It was like Texas high-speed rail, uh, Amtrak in... Amtrak. Uh, uh, in the Northeast Corridor. Yeah. yeah. They want to build a new tunnel. Yep. Um, but uh, not, a word from, not a word about California. That I'm Strange. sure that has nothing to do with politics. Um, but yeah, as a, uh, as a state, we can do it. Um, Los Angeles, for example, just passed a big bond. See, now we're getting into my mass transit thing. Los Angeles nice just segue. passed a big See. bond uh, to fund mass transit, uh, a sales tax, rather, uh, all across the region, including 
some really great stuff like uh, the uh, subway to um, to Westwood and some kind of crazy stuff like they want to put a subway under the 405. Um, okay, so uh, but huh. good for LA. They they're really thinking ahead, and uh, I know the Bay is looking at doing something similar. In my view, the state needs to do the same. We cannot wait for somebody else. We've got to do it ourselves. And the good news is we can afford it. So um, go take a look uh, at, uh, what is it, ch, what is it, hsr.ca.gov, I think, yeah. to see all the work that's already being done uh, with our with that previous bond measure we passed. Um, but then, you know, you've seen, of course, all of our debates about what to do with a new Transbay tube, how to expand subways here in San Francisco, uh, and uh, I don't. I think this audience knows that all too well. But uh, this is something else we have to make sure to fund. Yep. And also, right now, the uh, carbon tax—not carbon tax. What do they call it? The cap and trade. Cap and trade. Um, prime funding mechanism for that right now, which I do believe some people are trying to challenge because it's not a two-thirds vote. But the interesting thing: someone who's, uh, I believe, I can't remember specifically who, but on Twitter talking about. Well, you know, is this cutting of federal funding? Is this the thing that breaks the bra- the back of Prop Thirteen? Uh, could be. Hey, breaking the back of Prop Thirteen works for me. Um, at some point, California is going to have to look at this, and uh, maybe now, maybe now, when we're thinking big, big projects and progressive ideals, when we're thinking about, you know, for example, something else that's progressive, we may have to run covered California all ourselves. Yep. If the um, single payer, if single payer is an option, or Medicare for all, or let's call it a public option, which was something that they talked about at the federal level and never did. California, again, has it in their um, – we have it in our capability to do it. And uh, Redwood Girl on Twitter has been talking a lot about this around building support for a new Medicare for All for California. And I just think it's the best idea. It would save so much money. Yeah. And, again, we don't have to depend on Congress to do it for us. Now, I hate to say it, but states' rights making a comeback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who states, knew uh, we'd be using that? <laughs> uh, yeah, the interesting thing is that you know, federalism, <laughs> let's see, you know, states' rights, you know, that there were some problems with the phrase, but federalism, the yeah. states taking charge of their own destiny uh, is really a great thing. Hey, did you see that now the, uh, I believe it's Gavin was saying that he wants to bring back the, there's a, Cal- a California's commission or something? Oh, yeah. Where Alta California, that's us, and uh-huh. the two Baja Californias oh, yeah. would get together to work on mostly coastal environmental issues, but right. also things like water rights and right. uh, possibly infrastructure too. Don't see why Oregon, yeah. Washington, and B- British Columbia couldn't participate if they wanted to. British California. British California, that's right. Um, why not look, look at these problems that we face as a West Coast, particularly things like infrastructure traveling up and down the coast yeah. and 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 the coast itself, making sure that it's kept in good condition and not you know, trashed by whether it's, you know, oil or who knows what. So I have an important uh, burrito-related uh, addendum to uh, throw in here. Uh, nothing to do with California. Um, so we all know that burritos in New York are horrible. Burritos in New York are, are just not. Um, so I think we all saw the uh, tweet, the picture this weekend of Ivanka Trump dressed up like a burrito in New uh, York. We did, and I didn't really get why she did that, but... Um, <clears throat> turns out that um, just learned that she was at an event uh, run by a group that was founded in the name of celebrating Robert E. Lee. What on earth are they doing that in New York for? I don't know. Uh, so, I, just, I just retweeted a Slate article here, and I'm just like... My goodness. I mean, these... Um, anyway, anyway. My goodness. Yep. 
So I'm a Virginia boy. I grew up in Arlington, Virginia, ah. not one town away from where Robert E. Lee was born. And I can tell yep. you, New York, <clears throat> New York is a Yankee state. What on earth are they doing there? I don't know. I do not get it. I don't and know. And that is bizarre. But I got to say, I got to say, though, you look at these, I'm very um, uh, heartened by all of the uh, protests that are erupting in non-coastal elite cities. Right, you know, I mean, well, like, Louisville had a huge Louisville, one. There's one in you know, like stuff in Alabama right now. Um, Arkansas, I think, Little Rock, somewhere like Birmingham. that. Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. So it's the right thing to do. This is how much of this though is honestly, you know, city versus rural. I think so, and that's the biggest divide. I think. Right, that's very true. Well, I mean, we know that Trump got a lot of support from rural America and from smaller towns. Yeah, and uh, I think we have, I, I, we do have to take seriously. The economic problems that face, you know, rural America. There's no question. We live in a pretty wealthy place here in San Francisco, and we have to sort of, to use a term we use a lot, check our privilege. Um, I think that we did as I think we did a pretty bad job as progressives in the last few years, and I'm not blaming Hillary specifically, getting the message out across the nation to folks in all different parts of the world and not of the nation and not just the cities that a that a lot of progressive policies actually make sense. What's happening is that as people see, oh, Affordable Care Act might go away. Oh, I might be paying avocado taxes, you know, or, you know, oh, we might not have any investment in infrastructure or whatever it is. Suddenly people are waking up and being like, oh, wait, I think I might have made a mistake. But ugh, it's taking, kind of a, it's a bad situation. Taking my avocados away. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad place to be. Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, they're obviously, Trump is obviously evil, but it's also just dumb. Yeah. You know, and that's the more frustrating thing. It's like, you know, like, okay, if you're evil and smart, you'd be like, okay, wow. But this is like sort of evil and dumb. I don't know. Maybe they're not as dumb as they look on, but there's certainly a lot of dumb things. There's a lot of dumb things. I mean, what I can't figure out is how much of it is actually dumb, how much of it is being a puppet who's manipulated. I mean, of course, by people like Bannon, and how much of it is crazy like a fox. Because if you think about Nixon, Nixon was super corrupt and everybody thought he was crazy because he was I mean, not crazy in the same way as trump differently crazy from trump yeah um but nixon accomplished some things that we now look back on very favorably while coming across as completely crazy so that's right that's mm. the thing it's getting people to underestimate you yeah which getting, sadly sadly people did during the campaign uh, absolutely during the people, primary and during the campaign people t- i Freely admit, I'm sure I have hundreds of tweets saying, no way this guy can win. And I had people who said, oh, Andrew, he might win. And, uh, well, they were right. Yep. So, but back to California. Okay. Um, <laughs> California, I, I think one of the real strengths of California, too, is e- even though our initiative system is sometimes a, is sometimes a, a bugaboo, I mean, obviously, Prop 13 is, is a negative. Um, but our tradition of change coming from the people is a really strong and positive one. Right. And I've certainly, I've been involved in that here in San Francisco many times. I'm sure you have too, getting involved with initiative campaigns to make changes that politicians won't. Right. Um, and we're seeing, you know, we saw that probably most recently with Prop 64. We're probably going to have to file a giant lawsuit against Jeff Sessions to preserve it, by the way. But, you know, the state will do that. So... Um, that kind of bottom-up thinking, even though it's been corrupted sometimes, is something we can really take advantage of now, where we're going to have to take more charge of our own fate. And single-payer 
where Medicare for All is something that probably will come that way if it happens. Excellent. I mean, so, slowly but surely. Slowly but, but surely. It'll, I, it'll be interesting, I mean, presuming we don't end up in a totalitarian government, right. like what will shake out of this and what... Yeah. Well, so there's, yeah. there's the policy stuff. How can we, California, get where we want to go from whether it's with healthcare or whether it's with taxes or whether it's with housing. We haven't even said the word housing yet. Right. And it's an hour and a half into the show. That's how serious an emergency we're in. True. Um, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Wiener and others are promoting um, a uh, measure to require cities to build more housing. Um, if, and if they fail to build, basically if they keep blocking housing, it will be deemed legal or something. I forget exactly how it works. But basically streamlining Ooh, finally yeah. housing construction which we need in the cities as right. opposed to in urban sprawl which we're sort of tired of but then again maybe we should build up well that's the thing you look at the you know demographic changes that'll come to california when high speed rail well let me off microphone there high speed rail's done and people can actually legitimately live in modesto and fresno oh. and then commute in i mean that, be that's huge. a game changer that'll be a huge game changer and that's something this is why san jose realizes it's a big plus right and you know the cities in the Central Valley have figured that out. Fresno loves it now for that reason, and it's just the the rural areas have have, have been slower to catch on. Um, so I I like the idea of this kind of policy and you know mm-hmm. state building coming from coming from the bottom up, really right. thinking about how we how we do this. On the flip side, and I think we have to be very blunt in a, in the world in an in a world where we have an authoritarian regime in Washington where we have to resist that authoritarian regime at every possible turn. We're going to pay a price. Right. We're going to have to pay for more things ourselves that we are used to getting from Washington. And and we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to spend a lot of resources doing things like filing lawsuits and potentially more, you know, if I, if we have to force customs and border protection to follow a federal um, court order, we should. So those kinds of things are going to be sacrifices we in California and the other coastal states and all the other states, frankly, not just us, right. are going to have to make. But I think we should be prepared to do it. Because I, I, I think I would love to impeach Trump tomorrow. We're not going to impeach Trump tomorrow. We should right. say it, but it's going to take a while. And during the time that he is still there, um, we have a major threat to our autonomy that we have to resist. And fortunately, we have leadership who's willing to do it. Right. So we need to keep doing it. Jeff Hoskasner just reminded us of the old SNL skit with Reagan as a secret mastermind. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some music here in your next block. What do you got for us? Well, um, I was just thinking about uh, what happens if uh, uh, what, what happens if we retrocede all the way back. So here's Moxie Fruvis with King of Spain. <laughs> once I was the King of Spain, King of Spain, King of Spain. live in Buffalo. Oh, my unspeakable wife, Queen Lisa. Don't mention Lisa. I'm telling you, I was a king of Spain. The king, a former conehead. And now I work at the pizza, pizza. One, two, three, four. Royalty, Lord, it looked good on me. Buried in Celtic, in that royal boudoir. I go in nuclear free or play. Crocano with the princess of Monaco. Telling my jokes to the old back leaders, getting it all on video. Once I was the king of Spain, now I eat humble pie. palatial palace, that was my home. Now I eat humble pie. I'm telling you, I was the king of Spain, now I eat humble pie. And now I'm back.
vacuum the turf at Sky Dome. Once he was the king of Spain. I can't wait. I'm lowering interest rates. My people say, are you such a genius? There's a cone on your head. It's laissez fair. I don't even give a care. Let's make Friday part of the weekend. I give all of these people chocolate eclair. Once I was the king of Spain. Now I eat humble pie. Hey, Clinton, I also got problems. You phone me. Now I eat humble pie. I'm telling you I was a king of Spain. Now I eat humble pie. Now the Leafs call me up to drive the Zamboni. Once he was the king of Spain. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Stan Makita and the curious how the king of Spain came to be living in North America working at these uh, minimum wage type jobs. How did it happen, kid? Yes, everybody wants to know, don't they? Uh, most people. And, and as, as literary convention would have it, this song has an epilogue. Are you curious about the epilogue? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Shall I tell them then, guys? Tell us, One night when the palace was asleep, out of my royal chambers and into the garden I creep and I wait till the appointed time when the moon is lighting the pitch at which point my peasant friend who looks just like me arrives so we make a switch Prince Ed Wolper, Junior and Wolper, a world made up of silver and copper under my own volition I took a change of position so next time you drool in the pizza line remember slow a pizza's more luscious to the king of Spain never rushes once I was the king of Spain now I Finding ways to improve us. I'm telling you, I was the king of Spain. And now I'm jamming with Moxie Fruvas. Once he was the king of Spain. Give it up for the king of Spain!
lightning flashed and the thunder roared And people calling out his name
How many times, Salter, how many times have I told you not to pay the ferryman before you get to the other side? I mean, if I've told you once, I've told thousands you of times. thousands upon And thousands. every time I fix a price. <sighs> Man, I wish you'd just pay attention to that kind of detail. I should pay attention, but not the ferryman. Yeah, that's true. Though, if you have your clipper card, what do you do? Uh, that's boop, true. Boop, you gotta, boop. You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, Angela. Don't tag your clipper card. <laughs> if you didn't auto load your car, <laughs> credit card. Don't, don't tag your clipper card. That is a great song. <laughs> or you it could be more on Caltrain. It's like, do it. don't forget to tag off when you get down to Santa Clara. <laughs> anyway. I love it. A bright future for California transit music here. That is true. That is very true. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, the don't pay the ferryman. I hadn't heard that one in some time, but yeah. I made sure to find that for y'all. Well, it may shock you. We're uh, we're going to be talking about transportation here a little bit. We are uh, already talked about high speed rail. There's not there's nothing boring about that. Have you found a good map of the the construction today? Because I see a bunch of random things on the csharo.gov.whatever CA page. hsr.ca.gov. Um, they have a map of the they have regional. They have regional yeah. maps, and they yeah. have plan maps, and they have maps of the phases. Yeah. I've not seen a map of not like a, here's California. Here's and California, here's, and here's what's actually here's being what built. Here's what they're building. So I don't think that they want to show all of California with the bits being built because they well, it's feel less about it'll showing look too all of small. California yeah. is showing the bits being yeah. built on one map. I, feel, I can take care. Yeah, I feel that may be a job for a map expert. This is I don't true. Know any map this experts, is true. If you know a map expert, hmm. Hmm. let me look into that. Yeah, there, there could be something. Um, because so they have all this planning that they're doing right now. So as you know, we're working in the. Se- they're working, not we. I, the, the royal we. The royal we. We the I mean, public. We're technically, are we doing the Central Valley from yeah. I believe it's Madeira to just north Baker's of Bakersfield. Field. And uh, they don't know, they haven't worked out the plans of what to do in Bakersfield yet, whether it's going to be what I would call a Shin Bakersfield outside town or whether they build it in town. <laughs> Shin Bakersfield, <laughs> like Shin Osaka. Oh, that's good. Um, but it should be dumb. It would be dumb, but it would be better than, it would be, be less it, bad than no Bakersfield. Better dumb than done. Right. Better done than better dumb. Done, d- done no. and dumb than done and, smart yeah. and. Yeah. Anyway. Well, smart is almost done. Anyway, that's a different one. So. Um, so yeah, so they're working on that. Um, the and the one thing I want to note before I forget yeah. is for what I love all these people is like oh how railway to nowhere blah 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 blah. First of all, a lot of people do live in the Central Valley. A lot of so. people live in the Central Valley. Second of all, uh, they started building BART from Fremont North. Uh, right. Third of all, they started building the U.S. interstate system in freaking like Missouri or somewhere. Somewhere right. right so it's in not the like middle. we're going to build it in downtown. Not that they should be putting highways through downtown, but you know what I mean. Right. So. Well, th- this is this is the Pat Brown method, which is a very smart one. You start building in the build middle, it and they will, yep, build it. Start in the middle. Don't start at the ends start because the if you start in the middle, then you need to connect the ends, and that's exactly what's happening. So, right. uh, with with the money they have now, they're building the Central Valley segment. They're doing planning now to connect it to, to San, San Jose, Jose electrify Caltrain, electrify Caltrain, et cetera. So. We should be able to have service. We'll need there's they need, there needs to be you know more money than there is now, and it'll have to be local because the feds aren't coming up with any more. And then the but, train box and all that kind of stuff, the tunnel, right? The train to, box and that all has to be paid our for. lovely transmit terminal. Yeah, exactly. So, which which by the way, there needs to be a good temporary use of that train box. Yeah, um, I, I've been high lie. High lie. I've been an advocate for laser tag. Ooh, but high lie. Wow, that's even better. 
because um, it's there and it's empty and it, it's going to be empty for a few years until the time they finish that tunnel. So why not? Right. Um, so who else is talking about tunneling? Um, who else? Who else? A lot of every everyone's tunneling now. Tunneling is a thing. Um, TDM. Yeah. So uh, can't we, stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. You know There's my rule about tunnel boring machines. Never turn off your tunnel boring machine. Precisely the rule. Big mistake made by Muni. Yep. Um, Keep going. Not a mistake that is being made in Los Angeles where they're doing... It, they are going to town. They're going all over the place. They've got Crenshaw. They've got downtown. They're just about to... They've got uh, Wilshire. There's three major projects going on right now. And they just... Because of this measure that was just passed, they've got the money to extend Wilshire now. Uh, at least it's entry city. And um, maybe as far as Westwood. So that's pretty great. Here in the Bay Area, there, uh, BART is beginning to talk about a similar thing in mm-hmm. downtown San Ho. Um, and I think there was... I don't know if they they're decided... To, they were talking about Wide Boar. Wide Boar, yes. Wide tell Boar. Me, so tell me about Wide Boar. I don't know anything about Wide Boar. Well, it turns out digging a tunnel is actually not that expensive. Really? Well, let's dig more so, tunnels. So it turns out it's building the stations that is expensive. Oh. So building a large building underground is expensive. Right. And then... So basically what they've done in uh, Spain, uh, and also Barcelona, Spain and Barcelona have some of the uh, most cost-effective tunnels. I want to call them cheap because they're well-made. Cost-effective tunnels in subways in the world. They can build stuff for like probably 10 times more cheaply than anyone else. Wow. What they do is, my limited technical understanding on this, but they use wide-bore tunnel machines. They don't do two tubes and build in the station and then two tubes. They just make one Big ass tube, and effectively drop stairs and escalators in there, and build a little platform within the tube itself. So you're not building a building; you're building the station in the tube, rather than using connecting tubes to the building, the stations. Wow! So the tubes. So essentially, they could they nice could try put a whatever they wanted. Nice try, Mac Allen. He's he's going for the triple, uh, the triple boring machine. Oh, so you know, maybe well, maybe uh, wide bore. Anyway, yeah. Um, so they in San Jose, my understanding is they're considering this. Um, they're also actually considering this in Manhattan now because the Second Avenue's extension was so freaking expensive, like four billion. I don't even know what it was, but it was way, way over and like not a long. And that's it just was, the first phase. It was hugely over budget yeah. and like hugely four, late. It was late over well, budget. Large, but the stations, the four, three, the stations, three were the stations were seventy five percent of the cost. Right. Well, because they dug these giant caverns with huge mezzanines and all this stuff that is Making actually buildings underground. wasteful. Yeah. Um, of course, Cuomo's like, we finished on time in the sense that, you know, in, the, in 2016. That you finished. They finished. A quarter in, of. On New Year's Eve. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that, I, I've, I've, I've shipped products that finished on time like that. <laughs> in, in my you declare career. victory and move declare on. Declare victory and move on. And I, I, I can't say that any of them are in regular use now. Funny how that works. Um, so anyway, wide bore is a way to go. Wide bore. Wide bore. Cheaper, then, faster, stronger. Um, and you put like Presuming that. your escalator budget doesn't break you. Well, it is BART we're talking about. Yeah, so hopefully that could be the one fatal flaw of this plan. Um, fire poles and fire, pulleys. I, you know, they could... Slides. They, they could have slides. They could, you know, of course, have staircases. Staircases don't usually break. You know, uh, have elevators. You know, maybe that's it. Um, the problem with BART is that escalators, broken escalators, don't become stairs because they keep blocking them off. Yeah. So, well, that happened with the... Uh, at 24th. Yeah. 
where you know people were climbing out when you know during the weather when trees knocked out service from to uh, right. Oh, that was crazy! I saw those pictures. And one of the escalators was not usable as stairs at that point. Yeah, well, that, that I guess they were replacing the whole thing. They but, were in the middle of it, but on the other hand, it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of a safety that's perspective. Big safety. Hazard. So anyway, I'm anyway, all for lots of stairs, lots and of stairs, and many more than we have now. So one thing New York did right. So they didn't do everything wrong. One thing they did right is that all these platforms that they built have uh-huh. tons of stairs, right? Lots and lots of egress, and compare that to Bart, particularly like 16th and 24th, which right. were, are way underbuilt for their demand now, of course. True. I mean... They they just didn't think about it, and now you have these big crowds that can't go anywhere. So that's something that, in, in a wide-bore world, there's lots of room. I like this wide-bore world. I think it's good. WBW. Yeah. Um, you know who else wants to do it? Who is, else wants to do it? So who else wants to do it is Amtrak. Amtrak. All aboard. Amtrak, the capital All wide-bore. That's, ooh, that's good. Thank you. The capital carter, yes. uh, which is operated um, by... Actually, it's operated by a, a group of regional counties run by Amtrak and overseen by BART. It's kind of complex. But essentially, the Caltrain for the East Bay, but with fewer trains. They could, right. But more BART cars, which is a good thing. They could. They are talking about putting a, uh, a tunnel underneath Jack London Square. Hmm. Or I think actually a block or so away from where the current tracks are, uh, which it's about damn time because the Jack London Square street running quaint as it is is yeah. a safety nightmare well who we just, just got hurt ta- two guys from tower of power oh, just yeah. got run over by trains i mean they survived but come on yeah no that's not and yes i have been guilty i'm sure many of you have done the same biking to you bike to jack london square and you get on your bike and you ride right alongside the train in the closed off street it feels great but i would happily give that up for no more pedestrian crashes right. and they were what they're talking about is putting that underground and then adding more capacity so that they can run more service all up and down the East Bay. And then that could potentially hook up to a new Transbay tube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of, lot of interesting ideas there. Okay. Um, I also love the idea of the Transbay bridge. Well, I mean, yeah, bridge versus tunnel. Um, I mean, who was it who came up with that first? I forget. Somebody I was... I mean... Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Was it... Oh, it's Brian. Uh, Urban Life Science? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, my guess would be him. Because he has all the maps of like Transbay right. Tube ideas. Um, I love the idea of a Transbay Bridge that has a really cool design where you have a view from the train. That would be You have like pedestrian sweet. walkways and bike walkways. Yeah. Kind of like what they did in Portland, but faster. Right. So Portland, have you seen this cool bridge in Portland? Build it faster or make it faster? No, run it. faster on Got it. it. So... Portland. Oh, yeah, they did a no-car bridge. So Portland built a no-car bridge. It's the best thing ever. It's, I mean, of course, like, it, it's it's twee and quaint in the way that Portland, only Portland could be. So they built, it's a, I, I believe it's a little cable-stayed bridge. It's, was it Tickham Crossing or something like that? And light rail runs down the middle. There's bike path and pedestrian path on the side. It's easy to get to by, as a pedestrian on both sides. And it's really cool. The only bad news is, because light rail and streetcar both run on it, mm. and they merge in from traffic on both sides, they don't oh. run across it very fast. A BART Transbay bridge would need to be, you know, that would need to be a 75-mile-an-hour bridge. So they would have to separate the tracks from the pedestrians. But I'd happily let BART trains run by at 75 miles an hour to yeah. have a view. That would be great. So, yeah. You could do some sort of wall. A good yeah. wall. A good wall. A glass wall. A big, beautiful wall. Yeah. Glass best wall. Best yeah, wall. The best wall. The only wall we need. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I like that idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. I support that idea. Um and I like the idea of uh, running a Transbay tube into downtown to support 
subways elsewhere mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Right. Um, of course, there's always been talk of a Geary subway, which would be great. You know, probably uh, the tunnel boring machine will catch up to <laughs> the Muni construction on the surface right. at about, you know, stuff like Spruce or so is what I would guess, <laughs> that by the time the budget is passed and, you know, the state voters vote on, you know, some new ballot measure that we don't even know about yet. And new technology is developed by Elon Musk to even allow the to, to allow this thing to happen. By that time, the, the tunneling technology will catch up to the surface construction workers who are building Geary BRT block by block. Right. So that's fine. We'll have more capacity on both sides. Hey, you know, you probably need both. Look at the 14. Probably need both. 14R and BART are not mutually exclusive. Not, not at all. Both not are all. very full. Absolutely. And they're talking about, you know... There, there's debate about whether we should have something similar in El Camino in the Valley. So yeah, lots yeah. of options there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a whole, um, that's oh, a whole thing. Man. That's a whole thing. Um, man. Anyway. Um, okay. That's good. So are... I have a question for you. Yes. How in the world do you fix the absolute suckiness of Milbury um, and the exchange between Caltrain and Bart? <laughs> I mean, well, there's a company... There's a company run by a guy named Mark Loazzo called Controlled Demolition Inc. who will happily blow up any building you want. Uh-huh. And I honestly think that Millbrae is so bad they need to wipe it, wipe Fundamentally it clean and flawed. start fresh. That building is just so terrible. In the absence of that. Yeah. In the absence is, of dynamite. In the absence of dynamite. What they are actually talking about. And there have been some, um, there have been some corridor surveys that are going on. They're talking about adding uh, additional Caltrain slash HSR and passing tracks there. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I like the idea of you know reusing one or more BART tracks for that purpose. Hmm. We don't need three BART tracks there. We only ever use one. Maybe we'll use two, but we're not going to use three. Right. So there's some room there uh, to uh, to expand the high speed and conventional rail service there. Right. Um, I think that the that whole area needs to be made into you know not just a transit village, mm-hmm. but really a town center. Yeah. Um, think about. You know, of course, in the Bay Area, we've got Redwood City and we've got um, the Hillsdale are starting to come into their own as places you right. can walk from transit. Right. But I'm thinking about more like, I don't know, Shinosaka is a good example, yeah. actually. Shinosaka in, in Tokyo, it was a big suburban station. When they built it, it was just out in the burbs and it became this urban center because it was walkable from right. so much transit. So Milbrae should really enable that rather than fighting for so turn Turn the parking space. garage into apartments. Right. Right, turn and build build more apartments, build more retail, more office, more everything. It needs to be a nice mixed use area, so that so that there's it's a real destination. The other idea that I've always liked, but I I don't think it'll ever happen, is some people have suggested why not replace the Bart Spur with AirTrain because that's if you're going to the airport, yeah, you're you don't care about taking Bart, you care about getting to that's the terminals. True. That's mm. an interesting idea. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, Bart obviously lots of people. One hop, deep. get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean the whole, the whole, the whole why with there. The, it's that absurd. was such a the why was that was Quentin Cops like I don't even know what. Seriously, it no, would wanted no. He wanted you know he wanted Bart to the airport. Bart to the airport. He got, got Bart something to else to the airport. Got Bart to the airport. He got Bart to the airport. That's what he got. Nice and guess to... what? We had nine thousand riders this Sunday. Yeah. Wow. What was it? The largest ever number of riders to the airport for the right. protest. So, so it works in yep. that sense. But, you know, people who sat in the Y for a long time might say it doesn't work as well as just a plain old station. Right. True. Um, and the other thing you have to note is, yes, BART has service down to um, 
uh, Milbrae, and we'll have service up to Santa Clara with tail tracks pointing both ways. So you, you know mm. that they do eventually want to ring the bell. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, there. Yeah. And once Might take 100 else, years. <laughs> after 100 years, fine, let them. Uh, yeah. we, we have other priorities right now. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, Milbrae yeah. uh, definitely needs uh, some, major, some major rehab. Some love. It makes me sad because, you know, that thing is quite new. I remember when it was being debated, but yeah. oh well. Same thing with that, the brand new San Bruno station. They just built it for Caltrain. It's fine. It's a nice station, but it's next to this really sharp curve. They're yeah. going to have to redo that curve when they yeah. build in, put in high-speed rail. Is no that choice. the thing where they built the big elevated section? Yes. Oh, man. You can and, see it from 380? Yeah. I mean, the, the station itself is fine, but the problem is there's a very sharp curve just north of it. And oh, that was one, where the sharp curve, the way they go under... I they think go, with under 380. Where they go under 380 yeah. and they go through a bunch of a bunch of like properties that probably they should have you know eminent domained honestly, uh, but that whole thing will need to be redone. Right. And I can't remember if they wanted to. I don't think they're doing a, a fourth track there. No. Vaguely, vaguely remember the um, uh, the discussion yeah. and the plan there. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, another news. Smart is opening soon. What's we don't that? Know exactly. When. Oh, smart. Yeah, smart. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the no, they've been testing the it. Sonoma got, Marin train which got delayed been, a little bit. Yeah, it's still in testing. Um, and apparently uh, they're giving the uh, the gentle uh, north North Bayans North Bayans <laughs> North Bayans um, time yes. to adjust to the fact that there's going to be like crossings on tracks, yeah. which is like okay, well, fine. I, I I feel that's important. Oh no, there's something uh, they had to redo the engine because there is some manufacturing defect. They had the a engine. manufacturing problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the other interesting thing on that is a I mean anyone who's driven up 101 uh, on that part. What kind of Friday? You can tell how crowded it is. Um, but the other thing is um, uh, the station at the end by the ferry terminal by is it Larkspur. What's Larkspur. The, yeah. So I the station isn't actually not yet. It's it's a quarter mile, half mile a, from the the actual ferry terminal. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, like original designs had the station right beside the ferry terminal. Yeah. Now you'll have to walk. Which it's, I, I think it's a quarter mile. Which I think was sort of i suspect a ploy because they basically would rather like get smart done and have that be the ballot measure than a bunch of protest about basically saying oh there's you know some people who didn't want it right you know saying it was too expensive but eventually they'll make one well see what to promote get smart they really should have they re- should have brought agent 86 back. and all the doors oh yeah <laughs> um <coughs> here's the lock slam slam exactly. slam 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 <laughs> um, um other yeah, the other the other thing about Smart is, which is amazing to me, they are opening with a bar car. Every train will have a bar car. Which uh, my, buddy, my buddy Merce Tahoe says, yes, but now that means I can't bring on my very favorite IPA. So I'm like, it's a trade-off. But I, I like the idea of having a bar car. We'll see. Um, I expect it's going to run packed full from yeah. the first day. Well, there also, um, there's a station that's going to be close to, or not this round, but there's a potential station. Uh, that will be close to the uh, Lagunitas Brewery. Very That's close. That's right. That is, so, that is exactly right. So we have to figure out those day trips. They, do, yeah. they need to I, alter I, the schedule to make day trips possible. I'm pretty sure the Lagunitas Brewery is in the first one. I don't think it is. No, no, it's not. No. It's I, the I, second I okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's very close. And that you know, for those of you who have been up there, you know what a weird location it's in. It's basically in this office park. You know, which is sort of strange. You're like, hey, I like the edit. I like that. If I worked there in that office part, that would be awesome. Yeah. But it is, it's not like exactly sort of classic brewery yeah, my, location. Uh, Murph Tahoe was saying when I saw him last on Caltrain, we often have a little happy hour. We have a drink on Caltrain. Uh-huh. And he was saying that uh, the locals there are trying to convince Lagunitas and some of the others to run shuttles. Oh, yeah. No, because if you, even if 
it's yeah. a, if it's a slightly longer ride from the first still one less phase, thing you have to worry about. Why not hop on a shuttle at the end of your smart train? Yeah. Particularly once the ferry connection opens. Yeah. Ferry, train, shuttle, destination, beer, food, snacks, shuttle, train, ferry. You never have to drive your car. Yeah. And that would be a huge hit. That'd be pretty epic. And all and you know that all the Sonoma limos are going to show up. Multimodal for the win. Multimodal alcohol consumption with with no risk of drinking and driving. There you go. So fully you support even, that measure. That's, that, that's a big plus. So I was uh, taking Amtrak in um, uh, the East Coast uh, a couple months ago, and you know how like there's the whole place where you can buy like newspapers and beer at right. the Caltrain, right? So I'm looking around for that, and um, can't find anything like that. And so my train, I have about you know, 15 minutes for my train. And I'm like, okay, well, we really, you know, I want to like, it's a two hour train ride. It's like, you know, eight, nine, ten, eight or nine at night. It's like, I want a beer on the train. Right. Just to, you know, that's how I roll. And uh, so I'm walking around. I'm like, okay. So I go, and I see these construction workers. I go, well, if anyone will know, it's like, hey, is there any place you can buy beer, take on the train? And they're like, and they're like, all, it's like 15 of them. They all are getting together, talking, they're basically, like, Philly, oh Philly construction it. workers. And they're determined, to, Philly. they're determined to find an answer. They're very, they think this is a good idea. And they want to help. It's like, okay, well, don't need a can at the bar over there to ask. Okay. So there's a bar go over. And I walk into the bar and I, I lead off with, hi, I'm from California and I have a strange question for you. <laughs> Is it? It's like, can I buy a beer, beers here to take on the train? And he goes, no one has ever asked me that before. Wow. But you totally can. Here you go. And everyone's <laughs> looking. The, the You know, it's like a lot of people at the bar, they're all looking at me like, it's a holy like, shit oh moment shit, for I everyone never involved, right? And then, and then I walk back, walk into the train, and the construction workers that they see me, they go and, and I can hold the bag, victory, and they're like, yeah. yes, it was awesome. Anyway, that's fantastic. So it's good beer too. I can't remember what the IPA was. Some Pennsylvania IPA. Some Pennsylvania one, Oil City. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dogfish Dude. head is Delaware. Yeah, it wasn't that? It wasn't yeah. Dogfish? Yeah, but it was good. Um, there's that's- a lot of good. A lot of great East Coast beer. beers. That Youngling stuff is weird. It's weird. I always think of this as like, what's that Chinese beer doing yeah. in Pennsylvania? I know, right? It's it fine. Does. I had it. It's fine. It's, it's like, fine. okay. Is there? Good. Hey, glad you... I mean, it's it's historic, right? Yeah. I, appreciate I mean, I get, I get, I, I guess having not been really sort of raised on it, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, okay. You know, it's not like, oh my God, this is the best beer. But again, I think every sort of regional beer is probably like that. Other people are like, why are you so excited about this? But yeah, it's your beer in that case. Um, I just, I just better not hear anyone saying that about Anchorstein. No, no, no. That's a, that's that's not that's not to be. Uh, don't worry about that. Hey, so uh, our time here is is done, soldier. We're we're ready to wrap up. Ready to wrap up. Do you have a musical song? I, I do. A little, actually, another train and mass, what? Another mass transit theme song. This one's from an earlier time, from back when uh, we weren't sure about the future of the railroads. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I've been Guthrie, working on the railroad. No. Oh, okay. Arlo Guthrie nice. told us. What it was like to ride on a train that still runs today called the City of New Orleans. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Riding on the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning rail. Cars and fifteen restless riders, three conductors, twenty-five sacks of mail, all along the southbound Odyssey. The train pulls out at Kankakee, 